ladies and gentlemen, this is us from the Errors Podcast. My name is Boss, and together with me, Ulrich and Vincent, today we're going to be discussing about primary flight controls. So then, uh, before we proceed into our topic, so let's just find out how each of us are this past week. So please, um, who would like to go first? Yeah, hi. Um, as for what I've been doing for the past three years, yeah, mm-hmm. since you know we have been under the total lockdown which was announced by the Malaysian government lately, all we got to do is stay home. Yeah, and how are you feeling right now? Still good. Very still good. good. Okay, I'm glad to know you're still holding up. Um, how about uh, you, Aldrich? So tell us about your week. My week has been just okay, just working and then... Nothing else you can do, just MCO on, under lockdown and just chilling at home. I thought of going for a flight in the Cessna after the MCO. Maybe one flight, I think. I don't know. Okay, that's nice. Uh, are you going to join the, the... Sorry, are you going to join the local flying club? I'm already a member of uh, Air Adventure already. Ah, okay, that's good. So, uh, that's good. All right. So, uh, now, having said that uh okay uh, about my week uh it's been a little bit hectic i am actually doing spring cleaning in my house it still hasn't ended yet my house is still a mess and yeah that, that, that that's <laughs> so yeah i've been uh, i'm cleaning out years 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 of dirt right now <laughs> so yeah other than that yeah that, that, that's me mentally i am somehow holding up but yeah i'm good all right, so um, to, uh, okay, before we go into uh, primary flight controls, uh, let's just have a small, brief little recap uh, on uh, what we actually talked about uh, last week. So, um, anyone would like to give it a go? Okay, what we have learned last week is about high lift devices and a bit of braking systems and the reverse thrust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yes, thank you very much, Alvin, for your uh, brief recap. Today, we will be discussing about primary flight controls. Probably before we actually enter into that, I will. I think I'll just try to refresh you all about the basic axis that we actually have. So, we have the yaw, we have the pitch, and then we have the bank. Am I correct? Roll, roll, roll. roll. Ah, sorry. What I was saying earlier, yeah, we will be talking, uh, the basic uh, axes that we'll be talking about will be yaw, roll, and pitch. So uh, if y'all are a little bit confused about that, just think about the X, Y, Z axis, and yeah, it's similar to that, right? And uh, yeah, so um, who would like to give a very, uh, introdu- uh, give a simple introduction for flight controls? Audrey, you want to go ahead? For the introduction of uh, primary flight controls, yep. the attitude of an aircraft is its position in flight relative to the horizon, mm-hmm. uh, be it high or no slow, banked or wings level. So, attitude of the aircraft is controlled with the main primary flight controls. Uh, primary flight controls are the Rudder, ailerons, and elevators, which is controlled by 
through the CG and also the center of pressure and around the rotation of axis. Okay, you mentioned earlier about CG. What is a CG? Uh, CG is the center of gravity mm-hmm. that of an aircraft where the weight of the aircraft acts in the center of the aircraft. All right. Okay, thank you. There you have it. Uh, that is the explanation given by uh, Aldrich about uh, a brief introduction of uh, what uh, flight controls is all about. So uh, having said that, there will be subtopics leading into it. Is there anything we would, uh, you would like to add, uh, Vincent, before we proceed? Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll just briefly explain what, what the CG is. Lah, huh? ah, all right. All right. Um, uh, in, in short, in an aeroplane, the center of gravity is a point at which the airplane will balance where it is possible to suspend it at the point. Mm-hmm. So basically the entire weight is is concentrated right at that 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 center of gravity point so thank you very much uh vincent for your explanation so uh let's proceed to uh so what is an axis of rotation or center of pressure so i mean earlier you mentioned about center of gra- gravity and all the things so just give a brief ex- uh, explanation about it axis of rotation axis of okay the axis of rotation. So, as as you mentioned, we have three type of dimension, right? Mm-hmm. So, an aircraft in flight is free to rotate in three dimensions. The yaw. Mm-hmm. So, the yaw is where the the nose of the aircraft goes left and right, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, for pitch, basically, the nose of the aircraft goes up or down. Mm-hmm. And for roll, is about um, the rotation about an axis running from the nose to tail. Okay, mm-hmm. so this this axis actually uh, actually move with the vehicle. Sorry, move with the uh, aircraft and rotate relative to the earth along with the uh, the aircraft along with the earth lah. Mm? Mm-hmm. So, on an aircraft, these are intentionally produced by means of moving control surfaces, mm-hmm. which vary the distribution of net aerodynamic forces about the vehicle's uh, center of gravity. Okay. So, in short, elevators, they produce pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, uh, on the vertical tail, produces yaw. And mm-hmm. lastly, the ailerons, uh, they produce roll. Okay, um, having said that there are ailerons, elevators and rudders, uh, I think it'd be much more better if you explain where are their positions, where are they located at. So where are all these uh, three, uh, three items located at? Three primary uh, flight control services. Okay, for, for, for the elevators, basically it's it it's the moving flaps uh, on the horizontal tail of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. So as for rather it's on the vertical tail of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. And for ailerons, it's on the wings uh that move in the opposite direction of each other. Uh, mm-hmm. On both sides. Okay, on both sides. So uh okay. This is to uh, I understand is to maintain the coordinated uh, flight. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, thank you. So uh, there you have it. As explained by uh, Vincent, there's ailerons, elevators, and rudders, each located at uh, specific areas of the aircraft, such as like the ailerons are normally towards the end of the wings, and uh, the elevators, are, it's, a horizon, uh, it's a horizontal and uh, towards the end of the tail, as well as the rudder. It's uh, but much more vertical. 
So there you have it. So now we will be proceeding into the next uh, part of uh, our explanation about center of pressure. So uh, maybe we should, uh, who would like to give a simple explanation? What is the center of pressure? Ulrich? Uh, center of pressure is where the lift of an aircraft acts. So center of pressure is supposed to be slightly at the back of the center of gravity. Okay, uh, if the center of pressure is slightly behind of the center of gravity, so what do you think will, 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 will happen to the aircraft? What are the effects? Uh, we'll slightly have nose heavy. Lah. So when we have nose uh, heavy, does that mean that the aircraft is much more steadier or much more uh, prone to um, not being stable? More prone to be stable. More prone to be stable, okay. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, so, there you have it, folks. So, our center of pressure is actually quite crucial where most of our lift actually occurs over the wing. So, normally, we, the center of pressure is uh, normally uh, slightly uh, behind of the center of gravity. This is in order to maintain the aircraft on a much more steadier um, control. And it also gives uh, easier, uh, easier feedback so the aircraft will not be very heavy as we are trying to descend or trying to ascend or trying to turn left or turn right. So this is the reason why center pressure is actually quite crucial. So anyways, thank you very much. So uh, can, uh, I think we will start off with the ailerons, I guess. So um, anyone would like to explain about the ailerons? Okay. Ailerons, they control the roll and the angle of, ba uh, angle of bank. Mm -hmm. Achieved by rotating the control wheel or by moving the control column to the left or right. And this moves the ailerons which are on the outer trailing edge of the wings and it rolls the aircraft to left or either left or right. Then uh, there's a secondary effect uh, that is mm -hmm. to cause a yaw called adverse yaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So adverse yaw means when an aileron is applied to roll the aircraft, the camber of the the outer section of the upgoing wing mm -hmm. is increased. Then both the lift and the drag of that wing are increased. Conversely, the camber of the downgoing wing mm -hmm. is decreased with a resulting decrease of lift and drag. Mm -hmm. So the difference in aileron drag between each wing is adverse yaw, or yaw in the opposite direction to the application of aileron. Yeah. So basically, what you're trying to say is, as we are turning, example to the left, the downgoing wing on the left yeah. is actually having more uh, lift. So it's trying to push the aircraft back into uh, a horizontal. Opposite of the turn. Uh, uh. It's trying to to counter the this one, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, to counter that, there's a thing called rudder. Am I correct? Yes, correct. Right, right, right. So, uh, anything else, uh, Vincent? Maybe you would like to add? Nope. Yeah, just, just, just to name a few type. There are uh, a few types of ailerons, are basically. Mm -hmm. um, one is called a wing warping. Mm -hmm. The other one is a differential spoilers. Roll induced by rudder. Weight mm -hmm. shift control. Flight with disabled control. 
reaction control valve, and lastly the top other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are the types of uh, aileron examples that David Sennett mentioned. So yeah, thank you very much for that. So now uh, let's uh, maybe we can go a little bit in detail about flaperons. So uh, maybe Vincent, would you would you like to explain that a little bit in detail? What is what are flaperons and maybe because. Most of our uh, most of our listeners actually are used to flying big aircraft, so I think they might have noticed it, but they might not have noticed it. So just maybe give give them a brief uh, explanation of where can we find them. By on the wings, lah. Okay, it's on yeah, the wings. Correct, yeah, so, yeah la, it, obviously they are on the wings, right? La. Yeah. So yeah. for uh, win for window seat passenger, they can see it, lah. Ah, uh, yeah, la. So that, that is why I'm like trying to like you know like okay so for video seat passengers uh, normally where can we locate flaperons on the wings oh? so uh just for your information dear listeners <laughs> uh flaperons are actually found normally on airbus aircrafts as well as boeing aircraft so uh boeing aircrafts normally you will get them uh on the two, wings two <laughs> locations on the wings <laughs> one is normally uh right adjacent right behind of the engine uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, for the uh, new aircrafts, they have them towards end of the engines as well as towards the tip of the wing on the trailing edge. So that's just for your, that's just an update for you. So thank you very much, uh, Vincent, for your explanation. And uh, thank you also, Aldrin, for that. So now let's proceed to, uh, so since we have already covered ailerons, let's proceed to the elevators. So yes. What are they? Mm, okay. Um, the elevator can be found mostly in shopping malls. <laughs> Irony. Isn't that the kind of elevator that you want? That's uh. not the elevators I was talking about. Right. Okay. Jokes aside. So yeah. Elevators. So an, an elevator is basically a primary flight control surface mm -hmm. that controls movement about the lateral axis of the aircraft. Mm -hmm. um, the movement is referred to as pitch. So most aircraft, they have two elevators, one of, one of which is mounted on the trading edge of each half of the horizontal stabilizer. Mm -hmm. So when a manual or an autopilot control input is made, the, the elevators move up or down as, as accordingly, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, in most installations, the elevators move symmetrically, but in some fly-by-wire control aircraft, they move differently when required to meet the control input demands. Yep, and uh, one more thing to add is that some aircraft types, they have provisions to disconnect uh, the right and left elevators from one another in the event of a control surface jam. This is to ensure at least um, one of the surfaces is in uh, operational in the event of any failure. So having said uh, earlier, we talked about fly-by-wire. So uh, maybe we can explain about that so that uh, our listeners might understand what uh, what is fly-by-wire all about. No need trimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, technically you're right, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. So yeah, so who would like to go about fly-by-wire? Maybe uh, your general understanding should do. Compared to the conventional aircraft that has all the cables and pulleys connected to the control column to the to the control surfaces, mm -hmm. the only difference with fly by wire is they took out all the control cables mm -hmm. and replaced it with the wiring systems. So to save weight, so they, they, they just connect all the 
uh, wires, electrical wires to from the control. Con- I mean, do- uh, let's say jo- it's not joystick, uh, headset stick, like example Airbus to mm-hmm. to the actuators controlling the uh, primary flight controls. So let's say if you use mm-hmm. a, a right side stick, then it will send a command to the flight control computers mm-hmm. to evaluate whether it's a it's correct uh, thing to do, and then they'll transfer it to the uh, actuators to move the control surfaces. So basically, fly-by-wire is using electric signals to actually turn the aircraft, I mean, move uh, uh, any particular uh, aircraft surface, lah, in other words, correct? Uh, yeah, right. and then they got limitations. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, but when you mentioned uh, the traditional, I mean, the conventional ones are actually only wired and uh, fly-by-wire, how about the Boeing ones? The Boeing ones are not necessarily... Um, uh, cable types. They are, if I'm not mistaken, they are hydraulically run. Am I correct? Ah, uh, yeah, for Boeing seven three seven. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So the aircraft that I work on the ATRs, we still use uh, cables for our um for our <laughs> primary flight controls. So yes, the flaps, our landing gears are using hydraulics. So yes, um, that was uh, the elevator. So thank you very much, uh, Vincent and Aldrich, for your explanation. So let's now proceed to the next, the last, uh, the third, the third uh, surface, which is rudder. So who would like to go first? Rudder. Rudder is a primary flight control surface which controls rotation about a vertical axis of an aircraft. Mm-hmm. So basically the movement is your and um, rather it's a movable surface that's mounted on the trailing edge of the vertical stabilizer or basically a fin mm-hmm. right so unlike unlike a boat boat also has rudder so um, the rudder on the aircraft is is not the use it's not used to steer the aircraft rather it's used mm-hmm. to overcome adversity or inducing by turning or in case of multi-engine aircraft by engine failure mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's basically you know to prevent slipping, side slipping mm-hmm. from happening. Uh, the rudder, sorry, the rudder is actually controlled through the flight deck. Uh, the rudder, there are rudder pedals, which which is like your car engine, you know, when you step on the accelerator and the mm-hmm. brake. Yeah, so the, it's it's basically located inside the flight deck and it's uh, linked mechanically. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's a simple explanation about rudder. Uh, rudder is actually more like uh, you're using one leg for clutch and one leg for brakes and acceleration. Mm. If you're using a manual car, yeah. la, right? Right, yeah. 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 Uh, as mentioned by you, we, uh, they, we also use them on ships. But in ships, we use it to actually turn left or right. However, for aircrafts, we use it to ensure that we're going straight. And in an event, we are actually having an engine failure it will actually aid us to control uh, so that we do when we are turning, we do not slide off to the place where we are, I mean, to the angle where we are turning. So now, um, having explaining that, uh, it is also, uh, like for certain aircrafts, it's hydraulically controlled, uh, electronically controlled, as well as um, controlled via cables as well. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some. Okay. So now, um, how effective are they at speed? The more at speed, the more effective. The more faster you go, the more effective is this. So, uh, like when you say it like that, do we need a large rudder input when we are going fast, or do we need a very gentle rudder input as we are dry, uh, as we are flying fast? Um, it depends on the speed, lah. Again, 
Uh, also, the, the the size of the aircraft also. Yeah, basically, at, at higher speeds, you just need uh, less less input. Mm, okay, okay. So, um, all right. So, uh, but I'm sure that all these things, uh, all this rudder inputs, this aileron inputs, as well as uh, elevators inputs, they have a certain limitation towards them, right? So, um, what 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 is it called for that such limitation? Okay, it is actually the maneuvering speed. So that is why whenever oh. we take off, there's always a maneuvering speed. We are not supposed to go more than that limit. If we do, we might experience some sort of structural damage. Maybe small, that, but in a later run, it will affect our aircraft safety. Right. Mm-hmm. We use it for crosswind landing as well. We crap. Yes, we use it for crosswind to, landing. To maintain center line as well, actually. Yeah. We will be crabbing when we are... Uh, okay, there's this term that we use as crabbing. If you notice, in real life, uh, crabs actually do not walk straight. They will actually walk sideways. So that is why you use the term crab. Right. So crabs actually walk sideways. So similarly, we have learned... We use that term as crabbing. So when the wind is coming from the right, the nose of the aircraft will be facing towards the right. However, we will be still going straight towards the runaway. So once we are over the runaway, probably about 10 or 15 feet, depending on the aircraft that we are flying on, we will use the rudder to straighten our aircraft according to the runaway heading, the runaway direction, and then we will touch down. So normally when we touch down, it depends on certain pilots. Some of the pilots, they will actually do a three-pointer landing where what the wing will be uh, will be lowered towards the place i mean lowered towards the point where the wind is actually coming from so if let's say the wind is coming from the right the right wing will actually go down and the left wing will go up this is to avoid the adverse your i mean to counter the adverse your uh, situation so this actually i thought the to counter yeah, the wing the, yeah the because wing. when we put the one wing when we land with one wing low uh, landing so that the the because the lift will be much more higher on the right wing compared to the uh, left wing. Yeah. So yeah. it was your what? Mm. Because that's what you explained earlier, right? I thought that one for turning only. <laughs> okay, never mind. I mean, okay, not go. necessarily, but <clears throat> it takes into effect, lah, right? So, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is to counter the additional lift that is coming from the right engine, uh, sorry, uh, right wing. Mm. So that is how they do the three-pointer landing. La. So the mm-hmm. right uh, main landing here, then the left one, and then only the nose will come down. We will never land nose front down first. That's such a, it's a very big no-no la, for any one of us. So yes. And yeah, so this is one of those ways where we actually maintain the center line and we still maintain, uh, that is why we can actually land on very narrow runways, la, in other words. So this is just one of those tips and tricks. Right. So, uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, yeah, since we have spoken about uh, elevate, uh, we have spoken about ailerons and we have spoken about rudder, but there's a hybrid, there's a hybrid <laughs> type of uh, tail that we have. So uh, it is called the V tail. So um, maybe what, uh, Alfred, would you like to explain about what is a V tail? Uh, a V tail aircraft incorporates two slanted tail surfaces. Instead of the usual horizontal and vertical fin of a conventional aircraft and perhaps, uh, like the tail of a normal aircraft. So, uh, this act as both 
horizontal and vertical stabilizers as each has a movable flight control surface referred to a rudder vator. These rudder vators perform the combined functions of both a rudder and an elevator. Yeah, that's about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe you can explain how it actually. Uh, maybe, okay, lah. Maybe uh, Vincent can explain, lah. Maybe. Uh, so how 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 does it roughly works? What, what what's your idea about it? Um, when the pilot moves the control column forward or backwards, uh, we call it aft. Mm -hmm. The rudder waiters will move symmetrically in the same manner as a conventional elevator. Mm -hmm. Conversely, when the rudder pedal are displaced, the rudder waiter, a rudder waiter surfaces move differentially to emulate the movement of conventional rudder. So when mm -hmm. the both when both the rudder pedals and the control column are moved simultaneously, they incorporate mixing mechanism and then they move uh, each surfaces accordingly. So basically, they are like a hybrid, large. It's much more, you know, mm -hmm. much more. It's like it's like a two-in-one kind of thing, right? Yep. Yep, yep. However, this is normally found on very high-end uh, military aircrafts, right? Not really like the conventional passenger aircrafts at this moment, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, so um, I'm sure we are familiar with the term uh, Swiss roll, correct? We all know... Dutch roll very... Swiss roll? Oh, Dutch roll or Swiss roll? Oh, you're talking about the, eat the food Swiss roll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, I'm sure we are all familiar with the with the delicacy of a Swiss roll. So, which is actually, it's a type of dessert, right? So, we have something similar to it, but we call it the Dutch roll in the aviation industry. Since Aldrich was so interested in explaining, wondering what is a Dutch roll. <laughs> so, maybe you can explain what is a Dutch roll and it's why is it essential? I, it's something like a combined roll and your movement yeah that, that's basically that so uh a dutch roll is actually a combination as mentioned by Ulrich earlier it's a combination of rolling and yawing oscillation that occurs normally on aircrafts that the that the wings are going uh slightly upwards they call it dihedral so um it will affect the aircraft uh, when uh, or for directional uh, stability now so normally you will be it's it's a constant oscillation you you will i don't know whether some of you all have experienced it or not but sitting in it will give you a very nasty migraine la you'll be of constantly like, because like, you you won't be steady you know you'll be like suddenly going left and then suddenly going nose up and then suddenly you're going right and then suddenly you're going uh, nose down and then nose up. So you're constantly moving and, and it's not steady. So It's like a boat ride now, basically. Uh, it's, it, so it, it will make you very nauseous. So, yeah, yeah. Is, so the reasons, so that is why uh, we have your dampers in order to counter uh, this Dutch roll uh, oscillations. So uh, your dampers, so normally they will actually damp. If at all there is a sudden uh, gust of wind when flying at high speed, suddenly just comes towards the tail. When the aircraft goes sudden, sudden push to the right, it, the damper will actually reduce the oscillation so that it will remain steady again. So this is one of those things for your information. Lah. The Sarai H1 also have a new... Mm -hmm. Also, they, they, they dampen the, the gust loads during turbulence. I think yeah. the 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 fly by wire will control that now. Yeah, so it's just one way to to 
actually um, assist our 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 comfort lah when flying. Our main topic today is talking about primary flight controls, but we will be touching very uh, loosely about uh, very briefly about secondary flight controls. Yes, we have primaries and secondaries also. Uh, so we will be talking about spoilers and speed breaks. Uh, maybe each of y'all could take one subject. So who would like to go for which? Spoilers are spoilers, spoilers. Yes, Ulrich. So explain uh, what are spoilers and how do they work? Okay, spoilers are basically panels mounted on the upper surface of the wing that when extended on will both increase drag and decrease lift mm-hmm. by disrupting the airflow over the wing. There are three primary functions for the spoilers. Mm-hmm. There are ground spoilers, roll spoilers, and flight spoilers, or they call them speed brakes. Okay, so during landing, roll, or a rejected takeoff, mm-hmm. all spoilers are extended, and the primary purpose is to maximize uh, the wheel braking efficiency by spoiling or dumping lift generated by the wing, mm-hmm. and thus forcing the full weight of the aircraft onto the landing gear. Okay, so for the roll spoilers, their main main purpose is to help aid the ailerons in rolling the aircraft in a way that it it will give a certain amount of uh, deflection to aid the ailerons from uh, rolling the aircraft. Uh, maybe, can you give like certain examples of aircraft that actually use them? Triple seven, seven three seven, eight three twenty. All have. Okay. Yeah, they they do. Uh, so normally, uh, they will use roll spoilers on very on on when you're flying high speed, because uh, if you deflect the tra- the 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 ailerons towards the end of the wings at high speed, it could actually break the wing off. So yeah, this is the reason why we actually use uh. Roll spoilers and the ATRs also have them, just for information. So yes. Uh, before, uh, sorry. Uh, I think I will just add this in. Um, spoilers and speed brakes are, yeah, as mentioned earlier, are secondary flight control services that can be manually deployed by pilot or depends on circumstances now or automatically. So, uh, and speed brakes are purely drag devices while spoilers are simultaneously increased drag and they also reduce lift, right? And, you know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's just, a, that's just one of those things I wanted to add. La. So, uh, yeah, Vincent, you can proceed with the uh, speed brakes. All right. Um, speed brakes. So, basically, what a speed brake is, speed brake is uh, on many spoilers equipped aircraft, as Audrey has mentioned, mm-hmm. some of the spoilers panels have a flight have a flight spoiler function, mm-hmm. which um, which is referred to as speed brakes. So in this application, the wing panels are symmetrically extended by pilot selection. The maximum deflection of the panels while airborne is normally limited to an angle, which is less than the deflection achieved in ground spoiler mode. So various mm-hmm. aircraft. Um, they have a built-in protection that will actually automatically command speed brake retraction below a certain airspeed. Mm-hmm. And with flaps selected beyond a given position or with thrust lever set at a specific angle, uh, that's where the protection comes in. Mm. 
and uh, wing spoilers should not be deployed during the final phase of the approach to landing as it will induce a loss of lift and will result in higher than normal stall speed and eventually could result the aircraft in, in getting a hard landing. Like uh, for my aircraft that I fly in, we do not have uh, speed brakes. So this thing, I wouldn't say doesn't necessarily affect us so much. However, uh, I understand that the, 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 the Boeing's, uh, it's quite sensitive because uh, there was a crash in result of this. So uh, is there any limit? Uh, I understand as per statement you mentioned earlier, it has a limitation. So what does the 737 limitation uh, is? Don't mind just giving a brief uh, explanation about it. We have this so-called, uh, there, there's an indication on the speed brake. Uh, it's basically a lever, right? So mm-hmm. you can pull, pull it down to a certain uh, certain point or a certain uh-huh. indicator. And, and from then on, you cannot pull it beyond that. But although there is there's another, uh, maybe let's say a uh, two-inch two inch gap between the, the lever and the, the indicator and the, the uh-huh. end of the lever. Yeah. So, so you cannot... We call it flight detent, so you can't you can't pull the speed brake beyond the flight detent. So, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that you know, uh, you know, at the final phase during landing, you know, it will trigger a type of like a forecast, like an indication. So, uh, any any indication that normally you'll get? There isn't any, so there will be a checklist for us to actually, uh, on the landing checklist, we actually have to. It's part of the part of an item. Mm-hmm. To, to, to confirm that the act, the, the speed brake is not in the flight detent position. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, whether the, 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 the speed brake is up or down. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Anyways, um, I believe uh, that is it. So there you have it, folks. This is... Uh, primary and a brief intro, a brief conversation about uh, secondary secondary uh, flight controls. So then, um, before we conclude this particular topic for today, is there anything else maybe uh, be left out that you all would like to add? Maybe you'd like to discuss about before or want to explain about before we proceed? Gentlemen, no. Right, uh, Vincent, you're good. Yep, I'm good. All right. So, who would like to conclude the summary today? Okay. Uh, summary okay. for today is about mm-hmm. primary flight controls mm-hmm. and what are the secondary effects and a bit of secondary uh, flight controls. All right. And bye bye. Wow, so short. <laughs> Right. Okay, I'll just continue where he left off. Okay, so uh, we talked about the primary flight controls. We gave simple explanations. Uh, we talk about uh, we explain about the axis of rotation, center of pressure, center of gravity, how they work, why is it there, and uh, we also spoken about uh, ailerons, flaperons. We spoken about elevators. Not the ones that you find in your apartments or shopping malls. It's the type of fins that we actually find in the back of the tail. And uh, rudders is another type of fin that is going, uh, you know, vertically upwards. 
And then we spoke about the V-tail, which is a combination of the elevators and rudders. We've also spoken about the spoilers and speed brakes, where they actually concurrently assist the, 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 the ailerons whenever we are turning to the left, to the right. So ailerons, normally we will use them when we are on low speeds and uh, flapperons and also spoilers and speed uh, spoilers, we will use them on high speeds. And speed brakes, if you're going too fast, we will actually... If you want to slow down in air, there are, because yeah, because there's no physical ground that actually stops the air. There are no physical brakes, <laughs> like how the car stops. We have air, so one way is to kill the air flow. That is increase the descent rate as well. Yes, is to increase the descent rate. Yeah, so that is the reason we have speed brakes. And as mentioned by uh, Aldrich earlier, if I'm not mistaken, spoilers that uh, the reason we have spoilers is in order to have more, uh, is to aid the braking efficiency once we are on ground so that there's no lift over the, the, the wings, uh, is to make sure that the brakes work much more efficiently. Right, so there you have it. This is the topic about um, primary flight controls and a very brief conversation about uh, secondary now then we will be talking about safety emergency procedures so basically we'll be giving you a brief introduction about uh, what we do in the event of uh, in-flight emergency not the type that uh, you think more like uh, if someone falls sick if at all uh what kind of fire extinguishers we use in that sense. So, yeah, just uh, a brief in, insight of how uh, we, we short form it as SCP. So, we'll be talking about safety emergency procedures. Right. So, thank you very much, dear gen, uh, gentlemen. Then, thank you, dear listeners. Please feel free to follow us and post your queries uh, onto our uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at AER0NUTS at AER0NUTS. Looking forward to uh, get your feedback and thank you very much. Have a very good week ahead. This is from us from the Aeronauts. <laughs>